And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey yo! And welcome to a No Dunks Emergency Podcast. That's right. We got ourselves a trade. Nearly two months after Damian Lillard made his trade request from the Portland Trailblazers, it finally comes to fruition, and as it turns out, the Milwaukee Bucks. We're the Eastern Conference mystery team all along. I'm Trey, your host for this quick emergency podcast. Just got to get some takes in on the big Damian Lillard trade, reported by all of your favorite newsbreakers, including Sham Sharania of The Athletic, Woj over there at ESPN, Chris Haynes chiming in at Yahoo Sports as well. Got a trade board here we're going to take a look at to break down the big deal. The Milwaukee Bucks, of course, get the big name in the deal getting Damian Lillard to pair with Giannis Antetokounmpo heading into this NBA season. The Portland Trail Blazers, they're getting Drew Holiday from the Bucks. They're getting DeAndre Ayton from the Phoenix Suns, which we talked a little bit about on today's podcast this morning. They're getting Tumani Kamara, and they're also getting a bunch of picks from the Bucks. They're getting their 2029 first-round pick. That one's going to be unprotected. And then they're also getting a couple of pick swaps from the Bucks. 2028 and 2030, both of those unprotected as well. So pretty juicy. The Suns, they hopped in this deal. They're getting Yusuf Nurkic from the Portland Trailblazers, Grayson Allen from the Bucks, and then Nasir Little and Keon Johnson also from the Blazers. So pretty big deal. Uh, we were just talking this morning about the Raptors being the front runner. Maybe the Bulls trying to get in the mix. Michael Grange was saying that he had heard that Damian Lillard was going to go to the Heat. But as it turns out, the Bucks. So let's go through this quickly. Um, from all three teams' perspective, we got to start with Milwaukee. I think this is awesome uh, for the Bucks to be able to get Damian Lillard for Drew Holiday and some serious draft consideration uh, in the future. We've heard from Giannis a couple of times this summer about how he wants everybody pointing in the same direction, trying to win a championship in Milwaukee. This definitely gets them closer. The team's going to look a little bit different, uh, less defense focus, switching in Lillard for Drew Holiday, but you can't argue with the fit. When it comes down to it, it's going to be Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton creating shots for the Bucks. Giannis being Giannis throughout the entirety of the game, and of course they're still going to have a really solid defense to maybe cover up for Lillard's... Uh, the downgrade from Lillard defensively uh, compared to Drew Holiday. There's been some tweets I've seen from Chris Haynes talking about how over the summer Giannis was saying that Damian Lillard is one of the few players in the NBA who he really wants to play with. So I think this probably checks boxes for Milwaukee and the keeping Giannis front. And if you're Dame Lillard, yeah, Milwaukee is not Miami, but he's going to a place where he is going to have a legitimate chance to win a championship this year. And who knows how much longer his window stays open playing alongside a guy like Giannis. I think um, this may not have been Lillard's preferred destination, uh, 
you know, Milwaukee is a different kind of party city than Miami is. But I think once he gets there, once he gets into their culture and starts playing alongside Giannis, maybe you convince him and Giannis to stay alongside each other and keep the Bucks championship window open. Had a lot of friends messaging. You've seen it a lot uh, around the basketball internet so far. The Bucks are the favorites in the Eastern Conference. I'd say I'd have to agree on first take here, just, uh, just thinking about it. Um, their top-level talent between Giannis and Dame Lillard, I think, puts them ahead of the Celtics for me. We still don't really know what's going to be happening with Philadelphia this coming season. And then Miami, I think they are probably shaking in their boots a little bit right now, assuming that they had Lillard in hand. Obviously, that did not come to fruition because, as it turns out, um, getting Drew Holiday in the deal and maybe being able to package him for something else, along with all the Bucks picks, that was more enticing for Portland. Certainly beat the Miami Heat offer. So I think once we get to doing winners and losers, you might see the Heat mentioned as a loser here, considering they had their sights set on Lillard and they didn't bring him in. But um, wow. Crazy stuff. The Bucks, you know, I think they answered a Giannis question and maybe they answered some of their late game execution questions. Lillard is a clutch dude. We've seen it time and time again. He's ended two series with walk-off game winners. Not a lot of NBA players can say that. And now they have him willing and able to take shots late in the fourth quarter. Chris Middleton's a good clutch player as well. You know, Giannis will be the focus for the first 46 minutes of the game, then he will be an option probably the last two minutes of the game. And defensively, between Brooke and Giannis, certainly they can cover for Lillard. I think this is awesome for Milwaukee. Now, let's talk about the Blazers. They were not interested in Tyler Hero. We heard it a million times over the summer. They thought they could get a better offer somewhere out there. And I think Joe Cronin did a pretty solid job here. Bringing back Drew Holiday, who reports have said is still going to be on the trade block going forward. That makes sense to me. Drew would look great on another contender, just like he looked great in Milwaukee. Um, He's had some shortcomings in the playoffs. He hasn't always uh, raised his game when the moments are the biggest, but he was great in the 2021 finals, and he's an awesome regular season player, an awesome defender, and... I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the Blazers could either move him before the season starts or even a little bit into the season once a contender talks themselves into needing a veteran presence who can play on both ends of the floor. They also brought back a young player in DeAndre Ayton. The guy was the number one draft pick not too long ago, just signed a big deal, has played in big games. He has maybe not lived up to number one pick expectations, but he's still a young, solid player, a good starting center at a position of need for the Blazers. We've heard a lot of times this summer that they've got a bunch of young guards that they're invested in. We know they signed Jeremy Grant to a big deal this summer. He's probably a guy who could be on the trade block as well. But with Yusuf Nurkic going out, there's a hole there in the starting lineup. Great to have somebody growing alongside Scoot, Simons, and Sharp, I think. We'll see how uh, the Blazers manage expectations for Aiton and manage his role, what kind of offensive looks he's going to be getting. But I think it's fair to expect him to have an increased offensive role in Portland. I'm sure he's probably capable of it. Um, So I think a good job for the Blazers getting Drew Holiday and a potential asset going forward. Aiton, a player they can build 
around, I don't know anything about Tumani Kamara, but an incredible NBA name. And then when you're looking at the draft assets that the Blazers got back, an unprotected first round pick from Milwaukee in 2029, like I said earlier, I think bringing in Damian Lillard probably makes it more likely that the Bucks are going to be able to retain Giannis long-term, especially consider Lillard is uh, under contract as well. But you never know what's going to happen uh, five years down the line. So I think a worthy gamble uh, by the Blazers going for Milwaukee's first-round picks rather than Miami's first-round picks. They also get the pick swaps in 28 and 30, both of those unprotected all it takes is one bad season, basically, for Milwaukee. Anytime from 28 to 30 to lose a potentially juicy first-round draft pick. So considering the players that Portland was looking at coming into today, uh, you know, it could be Tyler Hero. It could have been OG Ananobi. And then three to four picks and pick swaps. I think Joe Cronin did a really good job of not just kind of bending to the pressure that Lillard and his agent were putting on the team. Good job uh, by Joe Cronin here to take a chance on Aiton and then get all those draft picks further down uh, down the line. Two winners so far, if you ask me. As for the Phoenix Suns, I don't know. We talked today on the show this morning about the idea of the Suns being interested in Nurkic as compared to DeAndre Ayton. Nurkic was a part of some pretty good Blazers teams back before he broke his leg. Um, he's certainly going to require fewer possessions and uh, attention on the offensive end as compared to Aiton and maybe bringing in a guy who is going to be motivated to win rather than motivated uh, to go out and prove himself. Maybe that helps the chemistry uh, with the Suns this year because I think that was a little bit of a shortcoming for him last season. So I can understand their reasoning there. I also understand the reasoning that Phoenix has of taking DeAndre Ayton's big contract and turning it into four smaller contracts. We've talked a lot of times this summer about how they were a very top-heavy roster with their top four players in Booker, Beal, Durant, and Ayton at the time taking up the majority of their cap, leaving everybody else on basically minimum contracts. This splits that big deal up into more deals, uh, which theoretically could be moved or at the very least give the Suns a somewhat deeper team. I'm assuming Grayson Allen and Nasir Little will get a chance to make a dent in the rotation, but so far the Blazers, or sorry, the Suns have quite a few unproven guys who are on pretty small deals. They're just hoping a few of them hit and that uh, the peaks of those guys are better than the whole of DeAndre Ayton. I think that's a fair enough bet. I assume Allen probably has the best chance of sticking in the rotation for the Suns. Maybe Nasir Little as an energy guy um, is a helpful defender in some matchups. But I don't know. I think the top-end talent of Ayton is better for me to Nurkic and Allen. But though perhaps the relationship there has just been so desperate. has been just torn apart and they don't really trust that they're going to get the best out of Aiden. I'm not really sure. It's a, it was surprising to me that they would be uh, wanting Nurkic alongside uh, their big three. Considering Nurkic is aging, considering uh, Nurkic has had some injury problems in the past, hasn't been on the court a ton for the Blazers in the past couple of seasons. I don't know. I also don't necessarily think he's that much more of a tough guy than DeAndre Ayton is, but... He can at least uh, fake the funk at some times. Um, So, yeah, the Suns a little questionable uh, what they did, but I do like them at least hopping in this deal and doing what everybody said they should do. 
turning DeAndre Ayton into multiple players. We'll see how those players turn out compared to Ayton, but uh, something to watch for for a team that is going to be competing because now they've got a lot of their defense resting on a guy who has not quarterbacked a good defense uh, in quite some time and is just getting older and older. But yeah, this um, this is a trade that definitely changes the look of the championship picture going forward uh, for this season. The Suns were going to be in the mix. They're still in the mix. The Bucks were going to be in the mix. Now they're even more so in the mix. Like I said, likely going to be coming into the season as the Eastern Conference favorites. Because when you look at the landscape out there, there are a lot of question marks. Miami has made two finals in the past four years, but they lost two of their top six and have not replaced them, basically, this summer. And now they're not going to be able to bring in Damian Lillard. The Celtics are going through their biggest changes uh, that we've seen since Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have ascended, bringing in Chris Stapps Porzingis for Marcus Smart, they're going to have to figure out how their team looks going forward, playing um, an unproven style of basketball. The Sixers, who knows? And yeah, the Bucks, they have a ton of question marks. This is going to be the best team Damian Lillard has played on. Giannis is going to be the best player that Damian Lillard has ever played alongside. But I think that's true for Giannis as well. So it'll be interesting to see the way those two work off each other, to see who is uh, leading the way. I mean, this is Giannis's team 100% of the time until it comes down to the last second when you're wanting Damian Lillard to take those shots. It's going to be something interesting for Adrian Griffin to figure out. And that guy's a first-year coach too. So lots, <laughs> lots of pressure on him in his first job. All you got to do is compete for a championship and make the new guy you traded for happy and make the franchise icon that has been making noise about leaving. You got to keep him happy as well. So hopefully he's up for the managing of the egos. I don't know. It feels like we're going to have a very open run to the championship this year. I'm seeing here in the stream team mentions of Denver getting a little worse. Certainly their depth took a hit. The Suns are an unproven team right now. The Lakers maybe have some of the best continuity of any team coming into the season now that they've been together for a whopping eight months. Many questions to be answered, um, but let's hear what you think. Uh, Let us know what you think. Who won this trade? Uh, Do you like what the Suns did, turning Aiton into uh, a bunch of depth? And did the Blazers get it right by holding out on the Lillard trade? Not... um, not going for Miami's offer right when it was there. They knew it was going to be there the whole time, and they found something they liked better. I think a solid job by everybody. I really love it for the Bucks. I can't wait to see this team on the floor. It's going to be weird seeing Damian Lillard in a green jersey, uh, but it's going to look good. And I think the Blazers have turned the page on the Lillard era and they're going to be pointing forward towards something new. And apparently that's going to be around Scoot Henderson, DeAndre Ayton, and some really athletic guards as well. Uh, We will be back tomorrow. I think we'll probably be back about 10 a.m. Eastern. We're still trying to hammer out our schedule, have more takes on this. We'll probably do winners and losers, trade grades, something of that kind of classic little bit of content out there. Um, Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining me. And remember, we'll see you tomorrow. Remember that we'll see you tomorrow.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.